This is Orla FM. A warm welcome to my world, Walker's World on Orla FM. I'm Peter Walker, and we're going on a trip into the weird and wonderful, but true, well, probably true, tales on Walker's World. On my show, we look for the most amazing, often ill-documented, connections involving Polish people across history. What if I were to tell you that Polish forces didn't just defend Churchill's Britain in the 1940s. Stay with me on that one. What if I were to tell you that the Poles reversed roles and that Polish troops invaded Britain a thousand years ago? That would have been around the time of King Canute. But he was Danish. Hang on. So where's the Polish connection? Is there something in that story of how he was supposed to try to turn back the tide and where did it happen? And I start this curious tale beside London's River Thames, which at this point is a tidal river. That's because I'm looking at the river from its north side and the Houses of Parliament and Westminster Abbey are to my left. They look very solid, but at one time there was an island here, Thorny Island. King Offa is supposed to have referred to it in a charter, probably forged, in the year 785 as that terrible place which is known as Westminster. Times haven't changed that much then. Monks, however, had been improving the area by the time that King Canute or Canute the Great arrived. And please be careful how you spell his name. It's C-N-U-T. But Westminster was just the place to be visited by a king to demonstrate to his courtiers or court officials that he was human. In that respect, Henry of Huntingdon in his chronicle reported that King Canute sat in his throne beside the sea in order to command the incoming tide to halt and not to wet his feet and robes. The tide took no notice, of course, so Henry stated that the king leapt backwards and said, Let all men know how empty and worthless is the power of kings, for there is none worthy of the name but he whom heaven, earth and sea obey by eternal laws. He's then supposed to have hung his gold crown on a crucifix, never to wear it again. King Canute didn't like flatterers. A doubtful anecdote, one of many in that chronicle, and there are several places claiming to be the site of that story. One of them was Thorny Island, although this tidal part of the River Thames is not beside the sea. A mystery, and probably an unlikely story, although many people in this country have heard it. I have something in common with King Canute. These days we'd say that he was half Polish, just as I am, but that's the only similarity. There are various names for his mother, including Gunhild, reportedly a Slavic princess. 
birth records were a bit sketchy in those days. She may have been Świętosława, a daughter of Mieszko I, the ruler of Poland who brought Christianity to that country. In the light of later events, I believe that the story of Canute is likely to be true, but the date of his birth is also doubtful, those sketchy birth records. It was probably in the year 985, and his father was Svein Forkbeard, King of Denmark. Before Canute could become King of Denmark, he became King of England. How on earth did that happen? The Vikings attacked England in the early part of the 11th century, but it was a far more complicated situation. At one time there was an English or Anglo-Saxon king known as Ethelred the Unready. Yes, he wasn't a very good king, and he'd been deposed once. Canute had already led one invasion of England, but Ethelred became very ready, and he with his troops chased out the Danes. So in the year 1015, Canute decided to invade again. He had a large fleet, and he found the mouth of the River Froom in the west of England. The Danes attacked Dorset, Wiltshire and Somerset. When I lived in Somerset in the early 1960s, I met very few Poles, but the area was very different in the early 11th century. King Canute's army was not just Danish, but he had allies from Norway and Sweden. Boleslav, a son of Mieszko I, and later the first crowned king of Poland, provided another detachment of troops. Polish soldiers invading England a thousand years ago. It doesn't sound possible. But one book, Emma's Encomium, states that there were so many shields that you would have believed that troops of all nations were present. The invasion continued in other parts of England, and when Ethelred died in the year 1016, Canute was crowned king. I guess that the Polish troops then returned home. They had contributed to his success in England, and Canute gained more royal appointments. He became king of Denmark, Norway and England, but he didn't live very long and died in the year 1035. He was buried in Winchester Cathedral, to the southwest of London. Winchester, for those who don't know, was at one time the capital of England. While he lived, he was considered to be the most effective king in Anglo-Saxon history. That explains the story why his courtiers thought that he could order the tides to go back. He effectively went native in England and he became popular, but future monarchs were not so successful. The Anglo-Saxons struck back. And there's an example of their success beside the Houses of Parliament to the left of where I'm still standing. Westminster Abbey was conceived by an Anglo-Saxon king, Edward the Confessor. That didn't last all that long, because after his death in the year 1065, there was King Harold. He had to defeat another Scandinavian or Viking invasion in the north of England, but he was later killed at the Battle of Hastings in 1066. Duke William of Normandy, a descendant of Viking warriors, led that invasion to become King William I, or William the Conqueror, although he had no Polish soldiers to help him do the conquering that time. He, he relied on military bluff to overpower the hapless Harold, 
now buried in Waltham Abbey. I'm Peter Walker and I lived in Somerset 60 years ago. Maybe some of my Polish ancestors came over on a boat to Dorset a thousand years ago and then marched through Somerset during an invasion of England. Join me again for Walker's World on Orla FM.